Dear songwriter, so you've recorded that idea in your phone. Maybe it's like a verse-chorus combo situation. But when you listen back, you think to yourself, this all sounds the same. And I've been there. But the reason for this, more than likely, is that your song idea lacks what's called contrast. So in today's episode, I'll be chatting with our head songwriting coach for our students in our Songwriter Accelerator Mentorship, Julie Lavery. She's a Nashville-based artist, a professional songwriter who is a Berklee College of Music graduate. She's someone who has gotten her songs placed in Fox's TV show, Monarch. She's amassed over 170,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel, toured nationally with Sarah Darling, and most recently had her song, Stars and Stripes, go viral on social media. So the two of us, we're going to be discussing the three different types of contrast as it relates to, duh, songwriting. And that includes melody, lyrics, and chord progressions. And we'll be giving you clear examples of songs that use contrast well, as well as providing clear instructions on how to determine if you, the songwriter, are in fact achieving contrast with your songs, right? Because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. My name is Connor Frost. I'm a professional songwriting mentor who's helped hundreds of songwriters now to write their first collection of songs. And this is Dear Songwriter, the podcast to help you confidently write and release your music so that you can live your most musical and creative life. Let's get into it. Okay, Julie, thank you, as always, for being here. First question, what does contrast mean, specifically as it relates to songwriting, and what are the types of contrast we're looking for, and why is it important? Let's start there. Okay, awesome. So contrast, I'm going to start backwards. Contrast is important because we want to keep the listener interested. If you're eating something and it's just salty, eventually you're going to want something sweet. It's the same with our ears. We get used to patterns quickly, which is great. But if the pattern stays the same for too long, we'll eventually tune out. So when you're creating contrast, you can do that within the melody. You can do that within the lyrics. You can do that within the chord progression. All three work really well. I always recommend having contrast between each section. Cool. Yeah. So let's break that down then, right? Because you mentioned three different areas where we can see slash hear contrast, mm -hmm. right? So the first is melody, the second are lyrics, and then the third would be chord progression. So let's break that down in terms of how we achieve contrast for each of those aspects of songwriting. So let's start with melody, then we'll do lyrics and then chord progression. So let's start with melody. So with melody, typically you'll notice between a verse and a chorus that you'll have a jump in pitch. A lot of times we're going to start with a lower verse. And when we get to the chorus, we're going to bump it up in pitch. That is a really effective way of using contrast and melody. We're also talking about syncopation versus longer notes. If you're having one section of your song that's really syncopated, quick words, when you get to the next section, you're going to want to try and let it breathe a little bit having longer notes, more held out, maybe they're higher, maybe they're lower, it doesn't matter. But you want to put this sense of breath, of uh, space. <laughs> space, yeah, I'm getting caught up with my words. <laughs> exactly, thank you, Connor. So when it comes to melody, it's just good to keep an ear open for 
what have I done already? And how can I change it up in this next section so that it doesn't feel the same? Love that. So let's go to lyrics next, please. So with lyrics, contrast is usually going to appear in the bridge. It's important lyrically to have a cohesive story the whole way through. So, you know, I don't want to change up the story from the verse to the chorus. But when I get to the bridge, that's the place where we get that breath of fresh air, maybe a bit of another way of looking at things. So for instance, if I had written a song about sunny days and how beautiful they are and how much I'm enjoying them, when I get to the bridge, I might want to say from a different point of view, but if it hadn't been for the rainy, cloudy days, I never would know what a good sunshiny day looked like. That's what I mean when I'm saying contrast with the lyrics. Typically, we're going to hold off until the bridge for that. Cool. I have a couple things I want to add to both of those, but we'll come back to that. Let's go to chord progressions next. Let's talk about contrast as it relates to chord progressions. Sure. So chord progressions, this is really where you can control so much of the song. If you're playing a one chord, like the one to the five for the whole first verse, when you get to the chorus, try a four chord because it's going to feel like it opens up. You want to make sure that you are changing everything up between your sections. So I actually like to tell our students that you should typically have a new chord for the verse, the chorus, and the bridge. I think that's a good rule of thumb. Not that there aren't exceptions to the rule, but this is an easy way to make sure that you're creating contrast. If you start on a C in the verse, start on a G in the chorus, try an A minor in the bridge if we're in the key of C. Love that. Yeah. So if I could just add a little bit to those and I'm with you with all of this. So let's kind of work backwards here. Some thoughts I have. So in terms of chord progression, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that a really cool way that you can create contrast is obviously by utilizing some of those other dominant chords, right? So if you're largely on the one in your verse, can try to switch to the four, switch to the five, whatever it might be, I guess more to the four, right? Like you were talking about. And then I loved how you said, maybe in the bridge going to like an A minor chord. I think a lot yeah. of times people get stuck on a bridge. They don't know how to wrench themselves out of the verse chorus patterns that they might be experiencing and rightfully so because there definitely is a close relationship between the verse and the chorus and so i think going to if you're in the key of c going to that relative minor whether mm -hmm. that's a minor maybe trying another minor chord like an e minor and yep. i think the reason for that is the bridge like we're talking about is a moment of contrast right and so yes. if you're creating that contrast in a clear way by going major to minor, that is definitely a tool, right? What I will also say about the chord progression contrast is there are going to be people who say there are some songs that just exist on four chords, right? Or there's some songs that maybe so exist on one chord. And what I would say to that is yes, and they probably achieve contrast in other ways, right? Exactly. They they <laughs> exactly. They probably achieve contrast through melody, right? And so to keep that in mind, right, is that if you do decide to write a song as just a couple chords, four chords, to look for other ways for contrast. In terms of lyrics, I would say staying true to your storyline, being consistent so that your listener can really latch on for the entirety of your song. I would say that maybe you could argue some contrast can come in terms of how you're approaching your verses and your choruses lyrically, right? So in this podcast, we've talked a lot about using more imagery as it relates to the verses, getting a little bit more specific, 
And in the chorus, giving yourself permission to relay the main concept of the song. So perhaps that's a version of contrast. That is a really good point to add. Yes, absolutely. That's a great way to use contrast. Yeah, absolutely. Contrast can take many forms as we're discussing. In terms of melody, if we were to just summarize, melody consists of rhythm and pitch, deciding what sort of contrast you're looking for. Is it rhythmic contrast, like you were discussing in terms of syncopation versus more straight rhythms? Or is it pitch contrast? Or is it both? I think finding that balance is important, obviously, when we're talking about contrast. So yeah, really good breakdown there. Um, Cool. Okay, let's keep going here. Let's get some real life examples. So can you walk us through one song that some of us might know that does a good job with contrast? And how do they specifically do it? Okay, yes. The song that comes to mind for me, this is one of my favorite songs that's been released in the past few years is Slow Burn by Casey Musgraves. You know that one? Oh, yes. Before you joined, we did part of a workshop on Slow Burn. So, yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Yes. It's just one of those songs that it hits you immediately. The contrast, though, that Casey uses is huge because the chords stay relatively the same the entire time. The strumming's the same, but the way that she does the verse is very conversational and sort of lower in her register. And then when she hits that chorus, the slow burn, and she holds that out, it really just feels like this whole new section has opened up and it is like that breath of fresh air. And the other thing that I love that she does in the chorus is she has two lines of held out slow burn. And then the third line provides a little bit of contrast because she knew if I repeat this line again, it's going to feel stale. So instead she does, I'm gonna do it my way, it'll be all right. She does a little bit of syncopation right there. And then she ends on that long note again with the slow burn. So she does it masterfully. It's just so beautiful how she crafted that chorus. And yes, and the verses being more simple and conversational really allow for the chorus to shine. Yeah, absolutely. And this is kind of a separate point, and we could probably do a whole podcast just on this song. But the lyric, slow burn, with that melody makes you think that perhaps that was intentional, right? (laughs) The melody, in a way, feels like a slow burn. And that's something that we've talked about with our students is how can we create these Subtle, close relationships between melody and lyrics, kind of a separate point. But yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great example. Clear contrast between the verse and chorus and also kind of a tangent, but a simple chorus melody, simple chorus melody, not many words, not really many notes, just sustained like a slow burn. And if anyone hasn't heard it, run, (laughs) go, go listen. (laughs) Yeah, we will. We'll include it in the show notes here. So if you haven't listened yet, definitely go check it out. Hey, songwriter, thanks for listening real quick. We, as in me and Julie, the people you are hearing on this very episode, we want to help you with your songwriting goals. So what we are providing for you, the podcast listener, as well as the songwriter, is a chance to connect with us for a free goal setting session, right? So you'll be connecting with me to set a clear goal for your songwriting, get some clarity in that regard. We'll assess some of the struggles that maybe you are going through. And if you think it's helpful, we'll tell you a little bit about what we do to help songwriters such as yourselves. So if you are interested in that, go to connorfrost.com 
call, C-A-L-L, and you can book your free call. It will be with me personally, not a team member. You will be talking to yours truly. Totally free, like I said. Hope to see you there. Hope that you'll take this opportunity. If not, appreciate you listening. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so Connor, how do we know if we're incorporating contrast into our songwriting? Yeah, this is something I wanted to include in this because I think a lot of times when we introduce an idea, introduce a concept, or we teach something in our program, I think it's conceptually understood, but it's like, how do we know if we're actually doing it, right? Because a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. And so that's what I want to try and speak to here. So For me, in terms of knowing whether or not we are successfully incorporating contrast into our songwriting, I think the first step is to identify the qualities of your melodies, speaking specifically about melodic contrast right now, right? So identify the qualities of your melodies. So whether you have recorded something in your phone or maybe you've put it into your digital audio workstation, step one, identify the qualities, right? So an example similar to what Julie was saying earlier, perhaps you have melodies that are short and syncopated. So you have melodies that are lower notes. You have melodies that are long and more in time, more straight rhythms. Maybe they're higher notes. Identify from a rhythm and pitch standpoint what the qualities of your melodies are. That would be step one. The reason you do that is because if you've actively labeled and identified those qualities, then you have something to work from. If you haven't made that distinction, it will be hard to create contrast because you haven't really sat and thought to yourself, okay, what are those qualities? So once you identify those qualities of your melodies, then you can effectively create contrast because you have a point to start from. So that would be for melodies. Step two, I would say would be to audit your lyrics. Is there this separation between the approach of what verse lyrics might be, what chorus lyrics might be. Like Julie said, lyrics probably often feel like the least contrasted form uh, when we're talking about the elements of songwriting, but it's worth looking at, right? So taking a look at your lyrics, if the chorus is super wordy, as an example, maybe that doesn't lend itself to a conventional chorus. Again, you're the songwriter, you make the rules, but If the goal, right, is to have others be able to sing along and join in a chorus of people to sing your chorus, create a little bit of contrast there. Maybe some of the wordiness comes more in the verses. So something to think about in terms of auditing your lyrics. And then step three would be the chord progression, right? And we talked about this. There are exceptions to every rule, but ask yourself, are you changing up some of these chord patterns? Maybe depending on the song, are you changing up the strumming pattern? That might make sense depending on the song, depending on the genre. Are you introducing new chords for new sections, even if it's more subtle? Maybe if you have a four chord chord progression, when you go to the second verse, maybe in one of those four chord progressions, maybe you change the third chord of that just to kind of mix things up and create a little bit of variation. Are you creating that variation? Are you creating that contrast, even if it's on more of the subtle side? That's a three-step process that I would include, you know, in terms of knowing that you're incorporating contrast into your songwriting. Hopefully that's clear. <laughs> that Yeah, no, that was great. And when you were talking about the chorus and maybe having like less words and being more clear and concise versus imagery based, that actually is such a great tip because like we've mentioned before, the chorus is the part where everyone can sing. That's the part where you want everyone to remember and we can all sing it together. So if you are going to craft a chorus, that's a good place to create that 
more direct contrast, keeping it simple like Slow Burn is. Everyone can sing that chorus back almost after one listen. That's an important thing to keep in mind too. Totally, and I think it also speaks to, it's hard to talk about lyrics without talking about melody. I've always struggled with that a little bit in terms of divorcing the two because they do have such a close relationship and um, one certainly enhances the other. So yeah, I think that's a great point. Very cool, so yeah, to kind of summarize here, there's a couple points I want to throw out there in terms of being able to summarize this conversation, which has been a great one. So. Contrast is, I would go as far as to say, necessary. Again, you are the songwriter, you make the rules, but I would go as far as to say that some sort of contrast is necessary over the course of a song because it creates, like Julie was saying, different pattern interrupts. It creates what I believe to be more of a journey as opposed to what might just feel like a long chord progression or a long series of chord progressions or a long freestyle melody, right? I think it's what makes a song feel like a song. It takes us through these hills and valleys. And I think you get that through contrast. And then the other summary that I want to throw out there is that contrast can be achieved through melody. It can be achieved through lyrics and it can be achieved through chord progressions. So yeah, anything to add, Julie, before we kind of wrap up here? No, I really love how you just compared the song to the journey. And I think that's exactly (laughs) what it is. There are highs and lows. And that is how it feels when you use contrast correctly. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, Julie, this is, uh, I think this is the third time you've been on this podcast and um, there will be many more, but where can we find you and your songs that definitely have contrast in them? Yeah, I am on all streaming platforms. If you go to julielavery.com, you can find them there. I actually just released a song this morning called Stars and Stripes, so please go check it out. I think we could probably do an episode on that song, perhaps in the future, <laughs> no pressure, but yeah, That'd be we can, cool. yeah, we can discuss be that. Um, there's a lot of excitement around that tune, and rightfully so, but we'll save that for another time. We'll call that a teaser of sorts. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much, Julie. This was really awesome. I will talk to you sooner rather than later, I'm sure. Absolutely. Thanks, Connor. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy.